0: Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What up, Moose? What up, y'all? And today we're gonna do something different. It's gonna be kind of an introvert versus extrovert kind of vibe. Clearly, I'm the extrovert. Clearly. Clearly, he's the introvert. Is it clearly? I don't know if it's clear, but I think you game, game, already game, game, know game. the vibes. If you are new, you'll figure it out. Moose, how are you feeling about this episode?
1: I like this. I like this. I think this gives us an opportunity to be more of ourselves, introduce the podcast world to uh, who are the people behind Nikki and Moose after all. So I think this is a nice uh, nice little remix for the holidays.
0: And it's not really us against each other. We're going to put celebrities into this. So this should be fun, but let's get into the intro.
1: Two kids from Queens cut from a different claw
0: now joining forces helping you to elevate your personal brand yeah i'm talking about nikki and moose bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset the mentality the behaviors the driving force but more importantly the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most So, of course, you know, we always got to start it off with the review of the week. And this one is done by JJ313. Nothing but the greatness Nothing but greatness in every episode. I always mm. mess this up. I don't even know why. But nothing but greatness in every episode. Every episode Wait, do has the
1: voice. Do the oh, voice. Oh, I'm sorry. Give I'm them, sorry. Them,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. 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 I like my the, bad. I like the voice. Every <laughs> like episode. Voice. Every episode has nothing but has been nothing but greatness. When Nikki drops anything, it's bound to be worth listening to or getting. Thank you both. This podcast. What did he mean for this podcast? I don't know. know Godspeed, Hendo. You know, you know the vibes. Man, that was a struggle. That was a struggle. And real quick, a lot of people uh, shout out to our audio listeners, wherever you're hearing this from, and shout out to the YouTube viewers. But a lot of the YouTube viewers were like, Nikki Moose. Well, how did you get this set up? We've been using Ecamm, right? Shout out to Ecamm. So anybody who is interested in that, there's a 14-day like free trial. If you just go to NikkiandMoose.com slash eCam. it'll be in the show notes. But a lot of people have been asking, so I just wanted to address that real quick. But let's get into this episode. Hey. So, Moose, Ma'am. we're going to be doing... Introvert versus, versus extrovert, right? But celebrity style, right? So I celebrity get style. two, you get two, right? Okay, I like
1: that this. that fair? I like this, yeah. You like this? Yeah. Okay. I like this.
0: Okay, so if you had two, out of all the people, and let, let, let's be a little bit more specific. We're going to go based off people we've gone over this year, whether it's from the Facebook uh, show or or the podcast, right? Uh, Both of us has picked from the Facebook show um, just to make it uh, a little bit new for our podcast listeners because we have a lot of new podcast listeners. So, Moose, who is your two... uh,
1: Hey. Your two celebrities. Yeah, I'm going to start, man, with uh, to honor... The the late great Kobe Bryant. Start with Kobe. Start with Kobe. Okay. And and next I'm gonna do J. Cole. Okay,
0: okay. Um, and as far as team extrovert, right, I'm going to pick Kanye West. And, of course, the person who just had a fight, Mike Tyson. Hey. hey. So, do we flip a coin? What do we do? What do, we, what do you want to do? Uh, How do you want to you know, do if this? if
1: I had a coin handy, I, yeah.
0: I don't have a coin. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to say introverts first just because y'all always are, like, behind the scenes and stuff. So, uh, it's
1: only right. Enough.
0: It's only fair right. Enough. Fair enough?
1: Selective. Yeah, I get it. You see what I'm saying? You
0: see what I'm saying? I'm trying to do this. So who do you want to go first? Do you want to do J. Cole or do you want to do Kobe?
1: Ooh, let's do Kobe first. Yeah, let's do Kobe first. Kobe
0: first. Introduce All the right.
1: people to the Kobe.
0: Okay, so we're going to do Kobe first. This is, where was this interview from?
1: The, this is from, uh, wow, I just said his name to you earlier. Matt Barnes matt barnes and steven jackson podcast uh yeah that's it okay All i know right. the name of it though yeah I, mm-hmm. we'll get
0: the we'll get the name in the show notes don't don't kill us don't kill us
1: All right you got a lot of young players that's reaching out to you now yeah you know your advice to them like like what you tell them like how does that feel depends what they ask I mean, like a lot of them will come and ask about their game and things that they should do and things like that and i say listen you gotta you know the answer to that i don't know like you know what makes you uncomfortable when you play. I mean, I, I think that's the biggest thing for kids nowadays is that they want to rely on coaches too much and workout guys, mm-hmm. you know, which is fine to have them help you work out. But you have to tell them what you need, right? You have to be able to say, okay, I feel uncomfortable with this. And if you don't know, then you're not as prepared as you should be, mm-hmm. right? You need to know what your strengths and weaknesses are first. And then, you know, I can tell you some of the things, some of the rhythmic things or some of the exercises or how much repetition you need to be doing on certain things. But you got to know your game. Word. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This could be go broken down in so many different ways, though. So
1: many ways. So, so many, many different
0: ways. ways. Um, You go for it first. You go for it first. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, man, this this is... The reason why I picked this specific clip, y'all, right, especially for my introvert squad, is because we are definitely those people who need constant confirmation. We need constant feedback, constant approval of, yes, this is right. Keep going. And we've heard so many people talk about it on on the show, either ones that we have played their clips, or People that we've brought on and interviewed and said, hey, uh, tell us about your secrets. How did you build your brand? How did you build your business? And they all talk about this constant factor of trusting their intuition, being authentically them. At some point, as an introvert, you have to embrace what you bring to the marketplace. Because we've talked about the value factor before and said that whatever is most valuable it's typically rare in its existence, meaning that there's not much of it. I've been taking L's like crazy on the sneaker app, and we've been laughing about it. <laughs> Legit, the last three or four months, like, yo, every single week, L. 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 Nope. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just like, yo, what's, what Yo. What Illuminati is behind this? For real. Seriously, I need to know, right? You told me to get multiple screens, and I got multiple screens, and guess what? I got multiple L's. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so where I would normally get just one, unbelievable, yo. Unbelievable. But guess what? It's because Jordan has put the value on his product that it's rare. Right. And because it's rare in its existence, its price is high, its demand is high, and it sells out every single week religiously nonstop. So what I'm saying is when we're constantly seeking approval, now there's a difference between feedback and approval, right? Yeah. Like, or there's a, a, a difference between, hey, I need an adjustment versus, hey, tell me if I'm doing this right. If we're constantly seeking that, you water down your genius. So I can go on this for days, Nikki, but I'm just going to kind of introduce it at least right here. I'm really curious to know uh, even a little bit from your perspective as well. Not so much as an introvert, because clearly you're an extrovert, but just that concept of there was a point where clearly, and we talked about it, where you started stepping into your zone like, yo, I'm just about to be straight up and down, Nikki. Mm -hmm. Like just fully... Nikki, right? Talk to us a little bit about that, because I think that piece is important for everyone listening right now. Because again, as you listen to Kobe, the part that I like the most is he's saying, Yo, you you're going to a coach and you, you should know what's wrong. Right? right? Like you you at some point should know, hey, here's the problem, here's what I need fixing with, but there, but but not that I wanna walk by your side and you tell me what to do and I run out and do it. Talk to us about that a little bit.
0: So I mean it, it goes back to that last part that he said with understanding your strengths and weaknesses, right? So what, like, me and you've been really big on is really reading into the flight assessment, flightassessment.com, small pug, right? But reading into the assessment and really figuring out our highs and lows, like what is our talents and what are our non-talents, right? And so the only real time that I truly stepped into just being Nikki was when I identified both. Like I didn't have to play guessing games. I didn't necessarily have to uh trial and error anymore. I knew this is what I'm dope at. And this is what I lack at. You know, this is where I have to either figure out something That can be a system to automate this thing or I should just find somebody else to do it, right? But also what's interesting about what he said and I'm thinking from a branding standpoint, right? Is you have to know before even approaching anybody the strengths and weaknesses. And that's also like, with not only with yourself but like with your brand what are the gaps that it could fill what can it really do for the audience what can you know the the value it adds but as well as understanding your audience as well because you could look at it from a standpoint of Kobe is now the coach and all these people are coming to him like hey just help me i don't know what but help me. And as a coach, you can't necessarily be effective because you don't have the answers for everything, right? You have specific answers, specific solutions. So I think also from a standpoint of like a, a a brand and a business side of things, like you are what Kobe was, is the coach. And so you have specific solutions for your audience, aka the players, right? You have to help them identify what they're looking for. You have to say, This is what I do, so they could approach you like, I need this coach, I need, I need this, this brand, house. right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's why it's important for us as, you know, brands to be like, Oh, okay. I have these specific solutions because I think that's why also why he said, you know, you know what you need, right? You know that because he also knows like I can't solve everything. Right. So I need you to identify to see if this is a perfect fit. Because if you come to me with just help me in basketball and though I am the best of the best, there's still, I can't help you in gener- generic things. Like maybe I don't know how to go back to the very beginning. Right. Maybe I can't teach you how to have handles. Maybe I can't teach you the basic shooting joints. But I know certain defense situations. I know certain uh, advanced techniques. And so if you don't know what you what you want or what you want to improve, I'm not that person for you. Right. Right. And I look at that from for even myself, like I'm not for everybody. I'm for specific like personal brands. Right. And so big companies and everything like that, yo, you know, I have a social media problem. I have a content problem. What exactly? I, I, I can't necessarily help you, right? But if a personal brand goes, yo, I have content problems, I can't come up with ideas, all right, we could talk about that, you know? So, that's one of the things, and and I know, like, he was meaning from a coach and a player standpoint, but we have to look at it from just all aspects of, because Kobe's even Mamba mentality can be flipped into just life lessons. Sure. And- So I look at that clip as like, shoot, if you were a coach, like even a life coach or consultant, that could be a lesson from the strengths and weaknesses thing, you know, uh, from a branding standpoint, from business standpoint, that could be like, because it's so important to really identify and hone in on those strengths and weaknesses. And I know you don't like saying weaknesses, but it's just the common Theme that everybody says. Yeah, yeah, no, I
1: know, I know. It's the word that is, um, you know, used to describe weaknesses. That's fine. I, I'm good with that. I'm, I'm, I'm against it because I feel that there's a, a way to 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 diminish weaknesses or to lower weaknesses or to defeat them in a sense. But no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I like how you spun that, though. To be honest with you, um, shout out to you by the way. My soundboard is a little too far. I want to press a button and give you like a a, a, a drop or something, but. <laughs> Now I'm just like yo, that's crazy. You just spun, spun the whole basketball analogy into a branding lesson, but it's real. It's real. It's very real, and uh, it applies, right? It applies because I think uh, we we've we've definitely gotten to a place where we've complicated, and and most people, when you look at them, again, this is regardless now it crosses either extrovert or introvert. They get to a point where they make it look so easy, Mm -hmm. It's just seamless, like they are in a groove, consistent, they're doing it regularly because they have not complicated the process. They're not constantly second-guessing themselves. They're not stopping writing, deleting, rewriting. You know, like, again, these are all introverted problems, and I know them because I've lived them. Mm -hmm. And I've had to make my own personal adjustments to overcome that and just kind of take what Kobe mentioned in that clip and say, all right, what are the adjustments? Like, there are certain seasons in your life where you're just strictly in student mode. So, you may go to a coach for the purpose of, hey, teach me what you got. Here's my goal. I can't tell you specifically what I want, but from a big picture standpoint, here's what I'd like to achieve. Teach me. Teach me what you got. But at some point, you gotta cut that off and reproduce. What you learned, right? Or like adding your spin to it and putting that app back to the marketplace. So, yeah, no, Fire Clip, I wanted to lead off that. Um, again, a shout out to Kobe, man.
0: Shout out to Kobe. Um, next one is J.
1: Cole. And Are you going to go back to back?
0: You want to go flip? Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's do You want to do that kind of yeah, back? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I, I like wanted you to style. stack it, but all right, we out here.
1: I thought like the versus mode. We gonna, oh, but not oh. it's not a battle, but so that, it's a you know. But what I'm then saying? So. okay,
0: we're not doing versus because it's not gonna be Kobe versus Kanye because that's that's crazy. Well, no, I'll do <laughs> I'll do uh, athlete versus athlete. So I'll do. Oh, you got Tyson? Yeah, 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 yeah I got yeah. Tyson. I got okay. Tyson in these streets. Right. Okay, uh, right. so here is uh Mike Tyson.
1: That's all I focused. on. That's why I didn't want anything. I wanted to fight. All I did was watch fights all day. Just from guys from 1890 to now. Yeah. Them all day. That's all I did because that's all I wanted to be. Yeah. That's all I knew. I knew all the etiquette about fighting. Everything Anything you ask me about fighting, I could tell you. How did it begin? How did it start? I knew everything about fighting. Cus believed that a boxer's thoughts should only be about fights. Only an obsession could lead to success.
0: So, I'll start this one off. Um, I think it's self-explanatory as far as maybe why I picked this clip. Um, just because you have to, and as cliche as it sounds, you have to be obsessed with your craft. Like, if you're really trying to be the best at what you do, you can't do this sparingly. You can't do this on a Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, you know? Um, You have to wake up wanting to do it. Wake up at 2.48 in the morning and be like, yo, there's a problem. Oh, okay, so did you formatted in this kind of way. Like, you shouldn't know without taking the cold out of your eye how to solve something or be the best at it in your craft because that's how all the greats were. They were obsessed with, like, Kobe was obsessed with basketball. Michael Jordan was obsessed with basketball. My Tyson was obsessed with boxing. Any of the greats that you have, they were obsessed with their craft, right? And, you know, I'm going to spin it to what I do, right? When we look at from a social media standpoint and all the people who are like, I can't grow, I'm not growing. Like, are you obsessed with your own brand? Like, are you on it every single day? Are you sparingly with it? Like, I'm not asking you to be on a 24-7, but you should care for it every single day. You should be involved with it every single day as part of what you do as part of your brand, right? What are you learning more in your industry? How have you studied your competitors? And the the great thing about how we do this podcast and just learning from that. It's just different lessons that we can take from how he became number one is how we be- can become number one. If he like woke up, ate, dreamed, uh, talked about boxing, do we have that same energy for our craft and our brand and business? If we don't, then we're not going to get to certain statuses like a Mike Tyson, like a Kobe, like a Kanye and everybody else. Say what you want about Kanye. I'll get into that. But I think when we look back at Mike and we look how, you know, the fear that people had of him, the, um, you know, the accomplishments that he had, all the money that he had, everything like that. It was because all he knew was boxing. So even later down the line, when it came to real life, like he didn't even know how to deal with real life because all he knew was boxing.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So I'm what, you know, this podcast never condones any of the bad stuff or anything like that, but I want to do acknowledge it a little bit, but it's, it's, Still, the part that he was glorified for, and he just did a fight a few weeks ago against Roy Jones Jr. Was it weeks ago? I feel like it was like last week, but a few weeks, weeks ago. Weeks, depending yeah. on when you hear this podcast, right? Um, and still looked amazing. St- and Yo, I his, think that
1: his training videos leading up to that were cr- ridiculous. crazy,
0: crazy. But you think about it. Because he was so obsessed with it before, it's like riding a bike. Like you can't like it. L- let me get this rust off real quick, but I'm back. I'm I'm back. Like I never left, right? Because there was some, there was some shots that <laughs> I thought Roy Jones was gonna go. I thought he was gonna go. It was gonna be bad. He uh he held on. And a a little lot of bit people thought he won
1: that. Yeah, a lot of people thought he won that. Who Tyson? That is. Oh, Tyson, oh, oh, a lot of oh. Tyson won. There wasn't a tie, but I think they just did it like as a as a respecting, like yo, let's end it in a tie. It was t- you know entertaining. Of course, selection. they did. But, of cor- of yeah, course, of yeah. course.
0: But I'm at the same time, I'm like, we all know who won. You, we all know you were holding on a little bit for dear life. You were, you got hit, and you're like, no, 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 no. But all right, like that, and and I want to get your standpoint of of the clip, but. It's because he worked so hard in the beginning years. And what we know of Mike Tyson, when he got back in the ring, it was like we expected him to win. Like we expected him to look that good, even at, what, 50? Is he 50?
1: Up there. He's up there. Yeah.
0: Like he still looks like he could compete if he wanted to. No questions about that. The speed, like, and I think it was just slowed down because it was not a real fight. So that's what and I'll after say.
1: all the craziness, too. Oh, facts,
0: facts. What do you guys say about the clip?
1: Yeah, I mean, his dedication. And, you know, like, it's not something that uh, is forced onto you because I think that, that there's a reason why we talk about the concept of strengths and superpowers and finding your unique lane. When it's something that you want, you add passion to obsession. Like you, you're passionate about what you're studying. So the, the energy almost recycles itself. Like you're really into it, it. It never stops. When it's not what you want, and again, I'm I'm this is one of my main quotes for 2021. Of course, it's from our, the book that we're reading, Ray Dalio's Principles books. And he said, money is not a byproduct of excellence. Excuse me. Money is a byproduct of excellence, mm-hmm. not a goal. Mm. Money is a byproduct of excellence, not mm-hmm. a goal. So when you pursue huh, wait, something. First of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. Mm, I'm telling you. That was good. Major, right? That was good. Major. It, it, you see yeah.
0: the late delay, delay. I was like, wait. Mm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 That is one of the main pillars that I just want to remind myself and others of for the new year. Like, yo, at some point you have to go beyond just paying your bills. At some point you have to go just beyond making sure you got yourself a new client, a new gig, a new customer, a new whatever to keep you rolling and start really asking yourself, yo, what's the bigger picture here? Like, what, what are we really doing What's, what, what is this after all, right? And I think once we shift our focus from money to excellence at that thing that we so rightfully choose, the game changes. The game changes. So there was even a training that we were on last week, uh, and it was with some of the top advisors from J.P. Morgan and Chase. So the top four hundred people in the entire country—they have over four thousand branches. The top 400 were on the call and the answers, the knowledge, the chemistry, the camaraderie amongst their team and their desire to learn more is so pure, like it's so easy to recognize because there's a passion for the industry. There's a passion for what they do. All right. So I think definitely from a business standpoint, even a branding standpoint, if you want to go that far to speak about it, that when you begin to really combine your passion with your obsession. And I know that you're like, oh, but that could be the same thing. No, it's, it's different. You're passionate about something, right? You, you, you're naturally interested in it. And then there's you, an obsession to be good at it or excel at it. That combination is a deadly, it's a deadly thing. So yeah, Mike Tyson is, a, is, a, is great, man. Again, his life, unfortunately, you know... Uh, went through some challenges after his trainer passed, but he's turned it around nonetheless and doing some incredible things. So it's uh, it's awesome to see that come around for him.
0: Yeah, shout out to our early, early day one people who saw the Facebook Live show with the Mike Tyson. That was, uh, I was going to, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, that was definitely like, we thought it was going to be one of the best shows. Uh, yeah. So many highlights and there was, Mike has some, Troubling times, but what he's accomplished—yeah, what he's accomplished and what we could all learn from when he was at his height is still uh, irreplaceable. So, shout out to Mike Tyson. All right, it's your turn. It's your turn. Cold you, world, you got you ready for cold. You
1: remember? You hold on. You remember the infamous battle that we had? What infamous uh, battle? On this on the J. Cole episode. We went like two and a half hours on that episode. This oh, was yeah. early, early Nikki or Moose.
0: Yeah, it's uh, uh if anybody's interested on it, it's on YouTube. It's like our very first upload on YouTube. Um yeah. He was very passionate about it. And even some debate. people even some people afterwards was like, Moose, yeah, no. he's how's everybody on Nikki's side? This is crazy. I couldn't believe
1: it. I still can't believe it, but yeah. with
0: it yeah so we're not going to get into the debate because moose likes me today so um go check out the very first upload of the youtube uh channel and it it is the debate or just go to the nikki and moose debate playlist that we have which we need to be we need to debate something else so uh all the listeners and viewers if you want us to debate about something tweet us or uh, hit us up in the DMs or something, because uh, I can't debate with him on anything lately. It's the weirdest thing. But let's get into J. Cole.
1: You don't have to have the features. You don't have to drop the single. You don't have to have the radio record before they put your album out. You don't have to follow them rules. You can put out what you love and still sell records if you if you connecting with people. It ain't going to be overnight. Yeah. You do art first and then build the business around that. That's what I figured out, and that's what I've been doing. The art first. Definitely. Mm. I'm going to let you go Cold I know I can, I know I can go on this one Cold world Cold world Yeah, no and, and, and you know what? This is this is for some of the people Who are super analytical are Like extremely strategic Like you're so systematic and, and you really have to Think through all the pieces I see the keywords
0: I, you- I see the keywords yeah, I see what you did there I see what you did there <laughs>
1: I was trying to play it right, but it's, it's definitely for those folks who identify as such and never give themselves permission, never gives themselves permission to do things out of order because in your mind, it has to be perfect first, right? Or it's, it's got to be a certain way. And I think you get to see an awesome example of one of the best artists of our generation, and, uh, yes, I just did say that's that a, we are. That's
0: big. That's big.
1: Yeah. That's I'm, I'm big. Gonna, I don't know. Gonna, he gonna just dropped the bomb. I'm going to hang my head on that. <laughs> I'm going to hang my head on that. I'm a big J. Cole fan. I like J. Cole's work a lot. I think there's a lot of... I'm going to let that of, go
0: still. I'm gonna let the-
1: <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, uh, but, but my point is, regardless of how you feel about him, you can't argue that the man is successful. Right? In, in his specific lane, in his industry, you can't argue that he's successful. And when you listen to the full length of that interview, he's really talking about how when he started with Jay, he was so caught up in the like living up to the expectations and the business and this, 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 but that's not who he was. So sometimes you really just got to give yourself permission to do things out of order sometimes so that you can let some sort of momentum begin to build up. And once that happens, right, what you're going for begins to you get a nice little rhythm going. It's like you start, instead of pushing uphill all the time, it's like you turn a corner and start coming downhill now. It's a little easier, right? Like you you find your rhythm, you find your momentum, you find your flow. So I like that he says that because I think for a lot of people, you see it one way, or here's another thing that we often see, uh, and I'm I'm trying to merge worlds, right? Like going into some of the things that I hear or problems that I see with teams and businesses or organizations and bringing it into this context, One of the biggest challenges that people are having right now and why they're struggling in their businesses to keep open or to keep people engaged through uh, working in virtual spaces is that they have not adapted or changed. Mm. They want to stick to how they did things traditionally. And in today's world, nothing is traditional about COVID. Like nothing, nothing that we used to do is the same today, right? Like literally, if you think about your entire year, everything, how we do everything has changed. So, another part of that, what creates a challenge is for those who are just stuck in the past, how it was done, or how they see others doing it. So, you're trying to follow those blueprints. That's when it doesn't line up, Nick.
0: I agree. I agree. I think um, this, you know, this, this clip hits more from. My creative side, because it, it shows that you don't necessarily have to move with money first. You don't necessarily have to move on the business side first. It all comes together when you honestly love what you do. Like you're honestly doing it because you want to. I think you put more energy towards the things you have passion, the love for, the things that you create, the things that you do, you have more love for it than the things that you feel like you have to produce, the things that they tell you to do, the things that they force you to do. Though the check may be good, the opportunities could be blessed it's still not going to be the same compared to what you want to put out. Right. And when we look at it from kind of like an artist standpoint of, of any sort, right. We think of sometimes the people first. So if we're talking about music, what's going to be the hit, what's going to get people, uh, you know, um, rocking it in their cars and the clubs and everything like that what is going to have radio play when that was a a situation and it was not until maybe your probably third or fourth album till you're like i created this for me like i've created such a a um a solid fan base that now I can start creating stuff for me. And I know they're going to rock with me. Like they get to see my true side. And if we look at how J Cole um, did his first album, his first album was to be on the charts, was to impress Jay and be like, yo, I got a radio hit, you know, with workout. And we look at that and, Even from a standpoint of how we are online, like we always look for that viral hit. We always look for what can make uh, people like really rock with this kind of content. And it really is something different when you create what you want to create and that hits and that works and that's what people are buying into. And people are buying not only into what you create, but everything around that. So when he when he said that, it, it brought confirmation that you don't necessarily have to go with what the blueprint was before. You can now create your own blueprint based off your passion and your love and your energy towards what you want to create and create doesn't necessarily mean from an artistic standpoint only it can mean from a business standpoint like what business do you want to create and if you have passion for it if you have energy for it you know it doesn't necessarily have to go the same route as everybody else did
1: absolutely absolutely And if you think about it too like in today's world there are no rules Mm-mm. There are no rules. people are doing things backwards, upside down, reverse order, remix all the time mm-hmm. because there 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 are other elements that are becoming more important, right like the element of connection right and the element of honesty just being a hundred percent like very straightforward and direct. that's another element that now is really coming before and breaking records than someone who has traditionally done things in the perfect order of how it needs to go and don't get me wrong there are uh, there are elements like there are universal laws that you need to follow Mm -hmm. right like you cannot say well i'm about to do things backwards i'm gonna put uh gas in my car after the engine blows up it's like Mm -hmm. okay buddy uh my friend uh, that's a universal law, right? Like, you have to—the gas comes first, <laughs> right? Like, that's just—I'm I'm not saying go crazy with it, right? <laughs> but there are some things that today, honestly, it doesn't matter, like, what order you follow or how you go about it. So, yeah. These are facts. These are all
0: facts. Shout out to Jayco. Um... And now, see, this is, we praise God we have, like, a bonus one, because I don't want to end with this one. Right. <laughs> I don't want to, listen, I have made it very known that regardless of what people say, I think I've learned the most about this individual because of his complete freedom of speech. Correct. Because it's complete, uh creativity and his ways of the world and how it makes people feel like it's okay to live in a bubble because when you think about it it isolates you from other people's influence and so he created his own thought process and to sit there and say that he's wrong But where are you getting your information, your influence from? Like, he got me thinking all random stuff. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, uh, we're talking about Kanye. So uh, let's let's get into this clip.
1: Anybody ever said in life would be a disadvantage to me, I'm going to make it my advantage. When I was playing basketball, everybody said I was too short. I'm killing them with the scoops. You know what I'm saying? Everybody says you can't rap because you a producer. Okay. Oh, I ain't hear that beat. Oh, yeah, I know. I produced it. <laughs> I just rapped on it before you got a chance to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to use everything that everybody says that I can't do, or, and I'm going to flip it to the positive. So, that sounds like
0: his whole uh, career, by the way sounds Correct. like his whole career um we can even just talk about the recent recent one people said he, he wouldn't be a president and he ran for it not that clearly he is not the president but right he definitely ran uh he definitely tried and you can only respect the person for trying because there are people who wouldn't right um definitely different views definitely looked crazy out in these streets but what we can respect from Kanye is that he does not care what people think he's going to do whatever he wants to do and that sense of freedom i think a lot of us want
1: absolutely talk about that
0: i think i think we we care too much about what people say And it stops us from really truly being who we were really put on this earth to be. But we sit and we try to get affirmations from people who haven't lived what we want to do and who haven't uh, pretty much been even close to the success that we're trying to gain. And the best part about Kanye, whatever you may think about him, is that freedom of doing whatever he wants to do. Now, you may not agree, but that's not his concern. You may not like him, but that's not his concern. He's going to own his own record label. He's going to rap. He's going to be a CEO. He's going to win Grammys. He's going to be on the billboards. He's going to run for presidency. And no one stopped him. He's going to have a Sunday service and and talk about his faith. And no one's going to stop him because he doesn't allow anybody to stop him. And we allow people to stop us because of their own opinions about us or what we are doing because they think it's wrong, but who are they to say it's wrong? I love how he's like, yo, you suck at this. Well, you know what? I'm going to do it anyways. That almost gave him extra fuel to just prove people wrong. But there are too many people who have this fear of what people will say, right? I know uh, I had this conversation on my IG Live, and this has been a, I call it a trending topic because I don't accept it from anybody, this whole imposter syndrome, right? And it took me a minute to like, what in the world is that? And that's literally like an... Uh, A personal fear, right, of being a fraud. Like of what people will think of them and they doubt their skills and their talents and everything like that. Kanye did not suffer from that
1: at all. Clearly, no. At all. He was good in that department.
0: Right, right. But what is, and and the crazy thing is... I went off on this topic, but I'm big on we make up words and we put power to it. And now people are like, oh my God, that's me too. Oh my God, that's me too. But we're not looking at other individuals that are honestly doing something and being like, that could be me, and that's me too.
1: Yo. You know. Did that hit I don't Crazy. Know oh definitely hit (laughs) definitely hit yeah because no because i'm just thinking like you know think about how many times people approach relationships Mm -hmm. and again this is i'm not just talking about personal relationships i'm talking about professional relationships and they and one of the common mistakes people make is oh we have a lot of things in common from our past we should link up Mm. and it's like no you don't get with someone because of the things that you share in common over your past, you get, in, you get with people because of what you guys share in the future. Yes. So th- that is a big discrepancy or, or, or just a, off the bat, people something that people don't see and know that they're doing because they're getting with people based off of their past instead of where they're going. And the other thing is they never flip the script and give themselves an opportunity to say a different story. I'm not going to name this person. We're working with someone right now who is definitely, The top of his class. Mm -hmm. Absolute top of his class, right? Very high level. And this is a huge year for him, a huge opportunity like to really set, just call it his own personal legacy. Yeah. What he's dealing with, and I'm going to speak very vaguely just again because I want to keep the confidentiality of the situation, but what he's dealing with that's what good it's coaches do, people. That's what good coaches do. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that, let's say, less than 10 people have dealt with in their lives. Mm. Less than 10, okay? Now, those 10, unfortunately, did not recover from it. hmm but the entire time he's been looking at it and say, yo, believe it or not, this is mad rare. Only 10 people have gotten this ever and they've never made it back. And I'm like, yo, this entire time you've been telling yourself the same story everybody else said. What about the reverse order? What about mm. the fact that you guys have so you, you have so many things in your in your favor that are different than those other 10? You're younger, right? Like you you're in a you're in a sweeter position. You're making better investments. There's better health care. There are better opportunities, right? Like, we never give ourselves the opportunity to tell ourselves the other side of the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, like, to your point with that, and I'm sorry, Kanye, we'll come back to you in just a moment. <laughs> but to your point with that, it's like, yo, give like yourself Kanye. an opportunity to tell yourself a different side of the story. Right. Like just literally do the polar opposite of flip the script of what you would normally think. And because imposter syndrome is deep man like that that's a real it's a real thing. It's a real thing.
0: I I hear you on that. I do um I just think people use it as an excuse now. Like that we put a label on it now they giving it power. Where before it was maybe just fear, like doubt of oneself, they now labeled it into imposter syndrome, which gave it an extra spice to it. And now they're like running with it. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, get- this is called, it's, it, But y- and I said this on my, my Instagram, um, and this is like no offense at all, but. This is the same way as we hear a certain kind of sickness, and all of a sudden we feel symptoms of it, and we're like, Yo, right. I think I have that too.
1: Oh right. my God,
0: I have that. That's the yo, know, it's flu season. <coughs> you were not feeling sick. What are you talking right. about? You weren't, you don't have a fever. I think I have it. Just feel my forehead. No. You don't have it. And so when you continue to hear something over and over again, and that's the thing like over and over again, we've heard imposter syndrome. And then in in, with, with people's lanes, they're like, Oh my God, I think I suffered through imposter syndrome. You did. That's what you call it. Oh, I did that too. This makes sense. Why I did this, that and third. And they hold on to it and they run with it. Like if that's not, that's, that doesn't yeah, give no, you an excuse.
1: Yeah, it's because it's a it's a and again, I'm I don't want to discount it because I feel like where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But I know it's a real concept. Right. Where I do agree with you, though, is that people look for connection in some of the the more broken areas. Sometimes like it's a broken concept. I don't know why. Well, yes, I can connect and relate. Mm-hmm. To your point, it's not something that should be given power to. Right. But it's, it's the desire to want to say, yo, me too. Yeah. That, that creates that concept where it's like, again, if we, can, if we can get out of our past and into our future, I'm not, I'm not thinking about it that way. I can kind of say, yeah, it was a similar experience, but let's talk. Maybe that's something we need to do. Maybe we need to start talking more about our futures instead of our past.
0: I'm with that. I just, I just don't want to give power and uh a title of acceptance to something negative
1: is, is it really acceptance though yeah i think it is because you gave it a title that becomes acceptance you think if you give somebody you like
0: a girlfriend title like oh no 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 don't is do that, that is don't. that is that not don't a level of that. acceptance is that not a no, level of no. acceptance
1: that's you a different somebody, concept,
0: though. You give, no, you give somebody a title that is acceptance of everything that comes along with it. That's acceptance. You have this title. I've used a very exaggerant one, but break it down. When you give a title, you accept everything that's part of that title. You okay, almost so become you say, that.
1: I can see that. I can see mm-hmm. that the girl, the girlfriend thing was a little much. I know that's just me. That's just, yeah. that's me. Okay, <laughs> that was that,
0: I didn't, I didn't want to say wife. That was a little bit right, too right. dramatic, right? That so, would have been extra. I, uh, yeah. right. So I said girlfriend. But the, the sense of once you're given a title, you accept the roles and responsibilities and the char- uh, and the detailed characters of that, that title.
1: You do. I don't know why. I don't know why it's not. It's like I'm with you, but it's just not. It's not. You know what I'm saying? It's not like because kidding. you
0: probably because this is the thing. I I don't want to put light to it to those people who really like deal with that. So I'm not. I don't want to discredit people, but at the same time, I do know more people who use it and is like me too. I have imposter syndrome. This is why I'm still not doing it because I've really suffered through imposter syndrome. But what are you doing to get out of it?
1: Because that's the part I was just about to say. Yeah. That's yeah. the part that I was about to say. That 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 to, to identify but not diagnose or come up with a treatment plan, if we're going to just make it, if we're going to call it a sickness, yes. I think that's the real problem. Okay, I'm with you on that. Yes. I'm with you on that, yeah. Because if you sit in it without without a desire to kind of like, all right, well, how do I get over this fear of being a fraud? Then what it what fraud? Like I get you, okay. Facts. I'm just saying. Just saying.
0: But we got a bonus one. This was not really Special. a versus kind of thing. This is not like. Yeah. But because yeah, yeah. it's not fair. It's not fair. That did that way. But um. We got a bonus one, uh, pretty much to you know, we're at the end of the year, depending on when you hear this, right? And this was one of the uh oh breaking news, hold on, breaking news. Hold on. Uh oh. Breaking news, depending when you hear this, I'ma let this bomb drop. We just got six thousand downloads
1: of hey.
0: the 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 podcast. Hey! Nice just got the notification. Shout out to everybody who listens from day one to all our brand new listeners. Thank you, thank you. Just got that Absolutely. notifications, and I wanted to uh congratulate y'all. Congratulate Absolutely. y'all! and Absolutely. Congratulate us. This is for you the mean? people. Absolutely. This is for the people. This is for the people. Absolutely. Um, but. This was one, I think, of the most requested breakdowns uh, from the both of us. And depending when you started listening to us in our Facebook Live days, well, we still do those. But the show part, uh, we broke down uh, the late, great Nipsey Hussle. And anybody knows me, Mm. I am big on Nip. Literally, you could go downstairs. I have like four or five. (laughs) Uh, Nipsey joints uh, As far as Canvases and everything like that I don't know if you saw the new one Did you see the new one in my stories?
1: I saw it late today Fue- yeah, 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 yeah Fuego
0: Fuego That joint just, is large
1: too It like yes. up the whole wall, right? It,
0: yes, it covers my whole uh Chimney Kind of whatever Fireplace like, Chimney
1: Lord <laughs> <Santa> <laughs> uh, <laughs> clouds, I get you Okay It's Christmas You know it's, right. Yeah, man
0: I big Santa's coming down Any, Anyways So Um <laughs> We're gonna go over one of the things that we've learned from Nip, and uh, probably in the future, we're gonna do a whole podcast episode about Nip and my whole thing. I and Moose always knows at least once a year, we're gonna go over Nip um, from the less because he left not only an amazing legacy. Did you see the article he left of? Uh, $4.1 million estate. They finally, mm. yeah, um, they finally did all like the appraisals and all that great stuff. Uh-uh, and the estate is worth $4.1 million. Wow. That's crazy.
1: Wow. That's what's up. That's,
0: that's so th- dope. Yeah, that's that's a legacy. That's right there. So um, we're going to bring it back for uh, the $100 mixtape lesson. I don't ever make moves under pressure. I try not to. On, on Crenshaw, I've said this is gonna be the first time I'll give my fan base a directing and say, if you wanna reciprocate for the inspiration that I've given you over the course of these five mixtapes, here's how you do it, proud to pay, it's a $100 CD. Come to the pop-up shop. So you know I had won over enough people that we sold out the first 1,000 in the first day.
1: My whole intention was just get the people talking about it. I want everybody to you know, be like, why is he charging $100? What we'll make you think it's worth 100 you got it. Yeah, I'm going to just touch on the first part, um, you know, where he says, I don't make moves under pressure. And, and, and I, I'm not trying to sound deep per se, but I, what I've done is I've tried surrounding myself with a series of frameworks and like things that I can use, like principles, if you will, to, to, to really guide what to do and what not to do. So when he says, I don't make moves under pressure, it reminds me of something I read that says, never trust your tongue when your heart is bitter, right? Hold, wait, first it's like, of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like you didn't just say <laughs> what you just said. Be, be, because no, but it's true because it's like, yo, if, if I, if my heart is bitter, then I can say some things that I probably can't take back. And it's that same exact framework for a business person, an entrepreneur, or personal brand, especially it's like not making moves under pressure can that protects you from going down the wrong path. You might you might make a move because of the current circumstance or situation that you're in probably overreact, say something that you're not supposed to say do something that probably is not in the best interest for you, your brand, your business or your family, and find yourself somewhere down the line, six months, a year, a couple years like, yo, how did I get here? And because you're not someone who operates under pressure. So I love that he starts with that again because you see successful figures giving you permission to say, "Yo, not all successful people have to be sharp under pressure." That's true. I like
0: that. You know, I like you that.
1: you can yeah, you can definitely give yourself or surround yourself with others who are, and you 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 know how that whole thing works. But I love that he started with that. I don't make moves under pressure. No, you know how
0: I feel about Nip, and I'm not going to go too too deep because- But you're still going to go deep. I, I'm going to try <laughs> not to, all right? I'm going to try not to. So uh, from this part only, because, yeah, I'm already looking at the time. But I'm, I promise you, it's not going to be that deep. Um, the $100 mixtape changed a lot. And it's something that we can look at today and really still take note and take action on. Right? He took something that normally was only like $5 and he created a price point um, based off a book that he read, which was uh, Contagious, right? Um, And shout out to Big Bob because I know Big Bob. And uh, he gave me a copy of Contagious recently, even though I read it, he gave it to me. And that's the person who taught Nipsey about all of branding and marketing, right? And so, he took a mixtape, made it into $100, put it into uh, a small, you know, amount of mixtapes to sell. But he had a price point that he wanted to make. I think it was like 100 k, right? So um, he was only selling a certain amount for $100, and they sold out. People like Jay-Z bought it because they saw, like, yo, he's doing things different. And we look at that and we're like, yo, what are we doing that is kind of rattling the industry? And and that we're doing something that is so left field that people have to almost check it out. Because what he he created was word of mouth. It wasn't even necessarily the about the music, even though the music was good. It was about how can I truly stand out in a very crowded area? He was independent. Um, I was, I was going to say at the time, but he, he, you know, he died independent. So he was independent. And so there's a lot of things he had to take on himself. So when we're looking at a, a branding and marketing standpoint, when it comes to our product, we have to try to look at what's already been done. But how do we put our spin to it? So mixtapes were already being done. But how does one independent artist create buzz of his own and be able to sell out instead of having the backing of the machine, a.k.a. the music, uh, the record labels? So when he did that, it caused such a stir because who in the world will sell a mixtape for $100. But when you do something for, you know, a, a limited amount, you put any price tag to it, especially if you have a brand that has an amazing reputation, especially if you have the trust of the people. He created a fan base first. He put out uh, a whole a plethora of music before, but when he brought out his mixtape. He did a proud to pay campaign and people were proud to pay for it. All right? They showed it and everything like that. They have the CDs and, and shout out to those who still have the CDs to this day. Right. He said, yo, as a music artist, we have to allow our fans to support us in some kind of way, because he also saw that things were going more into a streaming wave so at some point he would have to as many people heard me say sell air because that's what streaming pretty much is you're selling an idea thought and experience you're not selling anything physical so he took yo the digital world is here let me still sell something physical and be and have memorabilia for my fans and when we look at it from now from this standpoint of This day and age, we can still come out with our own product and services that is a limited amount and put a price tag to it if we've added enough value to our audience. If we've added enough value and and attention to our tribe members. The money isn't necessarily the issue. People will pay whatever they, they deem you are worth. So... If you put out a thousand dollar product and you've given so much value and you have a credible uh, work ethic and and uh, trust with your fan base, with your audience, with your clients, with your tribe members, that thousand isn't anything. We find. We concentrate on the things that we want. We find ways to get what we want. Right. Hence why. We will do anything to make sure we have a car or something for those people who don't live in New York and don't need a car. But um, (laughs) those people who need a car, we'll find a way to get a car, right? We'll find a way to have maybe the the PS5, even though we know we ain't got the money for a PS5. We'll find a way for it. We'll find a way for the newest Apple products. The phone came out. We got to buy it. Like, Why? Because the brands um, have done such a remarkable job that they almost make it as a need. So I start off with a need, which is some people with the car, right? But the type of car isn't necessarily a need. It's the vehicle, but not the type of car, right? right. Uh, AirPods. The headphones may be a need. Not those type of headphones. But people don't necessarily care if it's a if it's a need, they make it into a need based off what you've done for them, or the status that you make them feel, or the acceptance that you made them feel, right? The value that you've added to them. So what Nip did in the time when he was alive was create such a solid fan base that it didn't matter how much he sold that mixtape, people were going to buy it. He then down the line sold mailbox money for $1,000 and people bought it, right? Now, what are you doing with your brand that there is one or two things That you could put any kind of price point on and people are going to buy. If there's nothing like that, you need to still do a lot of work. You still need to do uh, some nurturing, some value adds to people, right? You need to get your credibility right. Because what you can't sit here and say about Nip is that he didn't have any kind of credibility. He was very respected in in the hip-hop game. He was very respected as a leader, um, not only within his in L.A. or California, but like worldwide. So the the thing that I always get from this interview, from this standpoint of the hundred dollar mixtape is understanding that it's really about the brand that you build and not necessarily the product that you have. Who are you as a person? Who are you as far as in the lives of your audience? How do they hold you? Because that's what's going to create the bag. It's not how good your music is. It's not how good your products or services, but who are you? Because people buy into people. People don't buy into a product. People don't buy into a service. Like, unless it's like an essential of what we've learned this year. Essential item, right? Music is not necessarily an essential item. But depending who you talk to, it is. Oh, for
1: real. That's life to them. Yeah.
0: Right. Depending who you talk to, it is. And so how are you creating something that's essential in people's lives? Because Nip did. And when he passed, it was very evident. It still felt to this day. So I I say that. Like, what are you doing to become essential in people's lives instead of just say want? Because that hundred dollar mixtape became essential to certain people. So yeah, that's all I got. I didn't go too deep. I'm still in time. <laughs> Love it. it. So, real quick, real quick, quick announcements. Every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Central. I don't know. West Coast time?
1: 4.30.
0: 4.30. 4.30 p.m. West Coast time. We are on Facebook every Tuesday. Facebook.com slash Nikki and Moose. We are live. We are answering your questions. We're doing kind of like exclusive conversations. So always join us there and on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter. We're on there. Follow us. We hit uh, 1K on all platforms. So that's a good look. That's all because of y'all. So we appreciate y'all. Moose, how did you feel about this episode?
1: I like, the, I like the exchange, you know what I'm saying? We, uh, we had an intelligent conversation. This was dope.
0: This is dope. This was dope. Listen, we got to go. We hope you liked this episode. But Moose, final words.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say, give yourself permission to break the rules, man. Give yourself permission to break the rules. Like, it is okay to do against what has been done traditionally Again, in today's day and era, it is people who break the rules that are giving themselves an opportunity to get ahead. So don't be afraid to be like, man, I'm kind of walking outside of my comfort zone or outside of what I would normally do. That's okay. All right. You need to be you. Break the rules, be you. <laughs>